0: Welcome back to another beautiful episode of Legally Judgy. Mm-hmm. It's yours truly, none other than Alexa and Nicole. I'm so excited, right? Just- I just, I just feel like I also want to prop you up. Why? You know, I want to, I want to be your DJ Khaled. Okay i'm like yeah. wait a best oh shit i had it i had it ready Leon. to go <laughs> remember when that was trending <laughs> no. it was so obnoxious <laughs> he just kept screaming lion and I, I, I hate was like, him just he's so annoying you have statuettes of lions in your miami mansion one of my favorite things recently was actually seeing a video
1: of his wife training and she was like kickboxing or doing some shit with a trainer Goodbye. and he was
0: pumping her up in the background and she was like yo shut the fuck up khaled and i was like oh shit <laughs> that bitch came for him. <laughs> Love it, though. That makes sense that he would be with somebody like that, though. It seems like he needs, he needs a woman to, keep to be, you be like, shut shut, shut the fuck up. That's what Get my wife pace. does yeah. in a nicer way. She's very nice. Well, we don't want our
1: judges to, start to shut the fuck up. We've Certainly got some not. announcements for you guys. Judgy announcements. So first of all, our Patreon launched pew, last pew, pew, week. Pew. Love it. Um, we've got uncut episodes up there that mm-hmm. have... All of the extra judginess and sassiness that you need to get through the week. More of us. Personal intros. If you missed those, go to the Patreons. We've got some mini-sodes on funny content that may or may not have a legal tilt. Who knows? We're just kind of spitballing. Yeah, it's fun times. And then we've got our community hub where we've got some behind-the-scenes content. We've got polls. We've got the ability to reach out to us to suggest episodes, uh, like episode topics and ask questions. And so... More
0: personalized. Basically get into it. If you want more of us... Because we certainly want more of you. Mm-hmm. Sign up for our Patreons. So come on over. At any level. Join we got, the team. We've got different options. We've got all judgy options. A charcuterie, if you will. A Um, We also mm-hmm. have the YouTubes. We do. The YouTubes is for some funds. Mm-hmm. Because, look, we're audio only on this pods. But if you want to see us, yeah. you want to see us interact with each other, you want the mannerisms, mm-hmm. check it out on YouTube because we got some fun pop culture videos there. Yeah, I feel like if you get a bit of us from everywhere what more could you want
1: yeah and i mean once you're done indulging in all of this amazing content beauty just head over to apple leave us a little review
0: mm-hmm. a little a little five star situation and mm-hmm. then we'll keep the fun going we really will you know okay well are you excited for today's episode
1: can't wait I, I feel like it's so right Ooh, right so it's so right it. we've got Ooh. the real real housewives of beverly hills reunion happening yes for the next it's one's already come up we've got three more to go yep big three so a whole it's, month a whole month of beverly nuts. hills nuts i cannot wait four-parter and let me just shout out the first people to do a four-parter mm-hmm. atlanta mm-hmm. oh nini let's put some respect where respect is due but it's fine. Neenie Beverly Lake. Hills got one. Yep. Sadly, that includes Dorette, who Sadly. just literally talks for a million
0: fucking minutes at a time in interchangeable accents at any given syllable. Never know where she's from. Allegedly from Connecticut, but I think another planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this housewife. I mean, look. I know some of our listeners don't watch Housewives, but this is the one. If there's one to watch, I would say this season for sure this specific season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, because I also feel like generally Beverly Hills just had, they're up on their high horse because they think Beverly Hills is super bougie and, and Dorit and her husband PK in particular think that they're like the shit. Mm -hmm. And look, a lot of people are a little bit narcissistic, especially if you voluntarily go on a a reality reality show, show. you probably are, Mm -hmm. but her in particular, because she always has like the brand name labels, and it's always, like... It's, like, disgusting. Bombing, bombing, bomb, bombing, 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 bombing. Yeah, yeah, Gucci, yeah. Gucci, 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 all the way down. Yeah. Like, you just... It's everywhere, to I'm, like... the point where her kids are now, is that Gucci? Like, right. your kid is four. Right. That's not what I was saying Not when in I was for four. It. Yeah, no. Yeah. I was, like, Walmart? Mm. Sorry. All right. So, what's going on with Dorit? Let's get into it. We need to. So, she was born Dorit Lemel. Didn't know that. Okay. Little fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. And, look, everybody, we want to tell you, there's not much about her online that we could find she's a bit of an enigma but we you know scrap together what we could Mm -hmm. right so everything's gonna be alleged i'm just gonna say her whole life is alleged (laughs) alleged she was allegedly born (laughs) and then she was allegedly born in connecticut in 1976 so i have a fun fact oh she
1: was actually born and lived in the same town where my family lives so her parents house may or may not be within walking distance from my childhood home oh yeah
0: you, okay, so obviously yours. apart. Can I see it from my bedroom? I'm not really sure. Yeah, may may or may not be. Mm-hmm, allegedly. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. If she was allegedly born. Yep. Yep. Okay, that's pretty cool. Connecticut, shout out to you guys. Um, she graduated from Quinnipiac University. <laughs> Quinnipiac. It's Quinnipiac. Is it really? It's Quinnipiac. You should, you should pronounce that? I'm a thousand percent sure. It's Quinnipiac. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow, I feel like Juliana Ho. Um... <laughs> Uh, Okay, so Quinnipiac. They prefer that enunciation. That is
1: literally, it's Quinnipiac University. Just move on. All right. She graduated from like Kew University with a degree
0: in marketing, design, and communication.
1: Which is impressive since she literally cannot communicate for shit. Right. I feel like she just.
0: So long winded. As Erica says, she talks a lot but says nothing. That was a really good burn. One of my favorite lines. That was a a great shading. After she graduates from Quinnipiac, Mm-mm. she travels to Europe and lives in Italy for just over 10 years, also alleged, uh, where she worked in sales for a swimsuit company.
1: I mean, unclear which swimsuit company this was and if they were ever successful.
0: If they were, especially if you're working in fashion in Italy, I think you would be like, I worked at... You'd put the name on it. You would say that. For sure. Probably. thousand percent. I wonder, is this where her accent came from? I just... for Again, for people that don't know, she's born in... Connecticut. I mm-hmm. almost said Quinnipiac. Yeah, I felt that coming. <laughs> Connecticut. But she has this weird accent you just cannot place. It's definitely not Italian. She it's speaks so Italian well, Italian. I will say, because oh, yeah. I, I, too, studied abroad oh, in Italy. <laughs> You've really put your hand on your <laughs> hip right now, everybody. So whoever cannot see that, just know Nicole's coming in with a strut. Uh, love it. Okay. So in 2009, she leaves Europe and she settles in New York City, where she starts her own swimwear swimmer line called Dorit International. Not self-centered at all. No, Dorit for somebody International. who literally no one knows, but okay. If you're just starting out, don't you want to make it sound like what you sell? I'd have no idea if I was walking on the streets of New York and Dorit I saw a store. No, you're right. Or heard of it. And you, I'm like, what do you sell there? Yeah. You're I, Dorit right. is also a, a I would unique think, name. I would
1: think like cheap suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> the Shade. Anywho. Okay. So. We're not really sure what happened to this business, the Dorit International business, mm-hmm. but it sounds like it may have only lasted for about four years, which seems to coincide with the timing around which she meets her future future husband, um, Paul Kemsley, a.k.a. PK. Mm-hmm. And so that was around 2011, but again, everything is allegedly.
0: Allegedly. Mm-hmm. I have a fun fact for you now, Go my for friend. hmm So apparently they were introduced, Dorit and her future hubby, PK, were introduced by mutual friends. And he's from London, born and bred, right? Or Britain. I'm not sure if it's from London, but he's British. Mm -hmm. So he was meeting some friends for a dinner party in NYC. They meet. Just amazing. He eventually asks her on a first date, and she says she had a trip to Hong Kong planned for business, and she canceled, said Hong Kong. Probably. I mean, it's international, Mm -hmm. okay? (laughs) You've got to go internationally for this business. She cancels her Hong Kong business trip because she said there's just something about him. So she cancels business. Girl, there's no way. First off, unless you were
1: cashing me the fuck out, I'm not canceling a trip to Hong Kong for you. Well,
0: she probably thinks so. We'll get into who this pk sir is, but... All right, we'll find out. So in
1: 2013, shortly after they meet, meet in air quotes, she does some acting in this show called "Have You Been Paying Attention?" Which no, I have, I have not, literally never, never heard those. of. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> okay. sorry. Good for her. Now, so on the opposite side of the globe, right? Like as you said, she met PK around this time. Okay. So PK is born in England in 1967. Is that alleged? Close in age, um, mm-hmm, <laughs> ten, mm-hmm. ten years apart. It's not okay. that bad. Okay, fine. All right. It's not Erica. It's not Erica and Tom G. No. So at fifteen, he starts working on Saturdays at this place called John Paul Menswear where he meets future billionaire Mike Ashley. And so the two would ultimately kind of hang out, and apparently they like to bet on dart games.
0: I feel like that's relevant because our dear boy PK might we- have some gambling issues. But do people bet on dart games? I think people with gambling issues bet on anything. Anything. Fine. Fair. Mm-hmm. Is the point mm-hmm.
1: Understood. Mm-hmm. Understood. Mm-hmm. But go on. So it's worth mentioning this because this likely may have been how he found success later. Oh. So at the time, Mike was just a county-level squash player, but gets injured and becomes a coach. Okay. And so, you know, he's very dissatisfied, but gets a 10,000 pound loan from family to start a sports equipment store, which he eventually expands to create allegedly a
0: billion dollar <laughs> empire. everything's allegedly I this episode. A strong allegedly on billion dollar empire i do think billions w- is not little that's fair i do i can say from my researches mm-hmm. that i think mike ashley might be for real okay fine pk pk less so that's where we get a little alleged okay okay so pk our boy gets into real estate at the age of 17 allegedly he starts off as a junior surveyor but moves on to become an agent within a year I mean, that was a, that's a, a pretty go-getter kind of start to your career to work at 15 and then 17. So far, yes. I will say PK seemed to be for sure a go-getter. Mm-hmm after the betting and the gambling and the bankruptcies. But let's, hey, let's get get into this slowly. 1992, he leaves real estate to join Mikey Boy, right? The future billionaire. billionaire. Mm -hmm. And helps him expand his sports equipment business. Then three years later, in 1995, he moves on to start his own business, right? Because our boy PK has bigger dreams. He Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be working for somebody. No W-2s around here, baby. No W-2s. So he starts his own business in property and securities. Allegedly... He does this with only 1,800 pounds in his pocket. But after some digging, he, I think, conveniently was helped by two other men, Who one of whom, one of whom is actually a billionaire as well. I will say, I don't know if he was a billionaire at the time, mm-hmm. but our boy but PK is, is hanging out with a lot of powerful, wealthy men. So I think that helps things along. And his business, it sounds like one, two different branches, essentially, two different arms. One of the branches invests in, uh, develop, invested in and developed commercial and residential property. Mm-hmm. So he's just buying up properties. Mm-hmm. The other, a private hedge fund that specialized in acquiring stakes in public companies. Yep. So they're investing, essentially, real estate and other companies. If I had to guess... This is where, uh, this is what I'm thinking. PK was able to do this because he had his boy, Mike Ashley, mm-hmm. kind of in his back pocket. Just kind of got lucky. Who had some coins. So basically from then, they
1: kind of continue, or he continues, I should say. He's working with various people very various different ventures, mm-hmm. but he continues to involve himself in different businesses. And this includes investing in technology and sports companies and even the entertainment world. And Fun fact
0: alert. Uh, natural. Okay. Sorry. Got to interrupt so, you. I know you were on your roll. You, you had the children. hands and everything. I, I know. feel bad. But <laughs> did you know that he served as an advisor on the UK's Apprentice for three years? I didn't even know the UK had an apprentice. They do. And apparently one of the big judges was this guy, Lord Sugar, who's also a billionaire. He's just very good at it's hanging. Sugar? Yeah. His name's Lord Sugar. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you more about him offline. But yeah, I guess on The Apprentice, they have like advisors that help the lords. I don't know. It seems fancy in the UK. I've never been. But, you know, would help advise on business. So PK was like Lord Sugar's like business guy who would help the underlings. Gotcha. Vying
1: for power. Okay, so PK is involved in that. And then he starts his own talent management company where he ultimately ends up managing Boy George. He only mentions Boy George. On every episode, they mention Boy George somehow. Is there anyone That's else? It. That's it. And
0: Gen Zers, if you're listening, do you even know who Boy George is? I know. I barely know. No. No. Well, so all of
1: this results in um, his business partners owning an over $1 billion portfolio, allegedly. Allegedly. Him and his... Yep. Yep. Strong allegedly. Allegedly. But his businesses suffer with the 2007 to to 2010 financial crisis, and he reportedly made some bad purchases and bets that all result in him filing
0: for bankruptcy in 2012 with the UK courts. Fun fact. Here we go with the betting theme. He apparently lost a lot of money because he bet that the Lehman Brothers would recover. And I know that you're not Miss Financial, but the Lehman Brothers were like the shit in the financial world, and no one ever thought that they'd go bankrupt because they thought that they'd get government bailouts. Actually, the government was like, F you, Lehman Brothers. And so PK ended up losing a lot of money. Well, which we get into in
1: the bankruptcy proceedings, right? So as a reminder, bankruptcy... So it's a legal process where you get the court to order that you are relieved from some or all of your debts because you're unable to pay. And in the U.S., you can either file for personal bankruptcy or business bankruptcy. And so ultimately, this is how like the rich people stay rich afterwards because they separate the two right. types of bankruptcy filing slash proceedings that you can do.
0: Right. Your business can can go bankrupt, but you don't have to go bankrupt exactly. personally. Yeah. And you can have multiple businesses. Yeah. We don't. Want, we're not bankruptcy lawyers. We're not even a big enough to close. try, but just keep that in mind yeah and so
1: in these bankruptcy proceedings pk claims that he has expenses of up to thirty-four thousand dollars a month but that his debts range from approximately 10 to 50 50 million dollars five zero yes five zero huge range including but, like, debts to his old business partner not good and so this works for him because after 12 months his debts are his debts end up being wiped free by the bankruptcy court And it's worth mentioning that Barclays actually tried to go after him in the U.S. courts after he failed to pay back a five million pound loan but they basically say that they have to acknowledge the uk banker pr- bankruptcy proceeding so he can't like they can't go after him
0: right so basically a lot of people are upset because the these creditors don't get to get their money back mm-hmm. after he files a successful bankruptcy proceeding mm-hmm. right and that's crazy because he was by bi- coast no i can't say by bi- coastal i guess he was in the U.S. and in the U.K. I don't know what you call by. I don't know. I, know. If, I don't know International. What, yes. Dorit International, International strikes again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he has some other legal issues along the way, which I know is shocking our listeners, right? So we're just going to highlight a few because we want to get you guys a little flavor flavor. So apparently he had some gambling debt issues with a sports betting company dating back to 2010, 2011. Um, as of October 16th, oh, sorry, as of October tw- 2016, Close. He owed, yeah, I know, Jeez, I'm just so <laughs> excited. It's my birthday month. He owed around $260,000 dollars which went into a collection agency mm-hmm. cuz it was taking too long. Yep. So usually these companies will go to a collection agency and say go hey, you go try to get the debts back cuz we can't. They apparently worked out a settlement where he would pay $150,000 and so he pays the first 75,000 but he doesn't pay the remaining 75. Mm-hmm. So they take him to court, right? Because you want your money back. And also that's the settlement was less than what he originally owed. So they're yep. like come on. But PK actually wins the case because the company filed past the statute of limitations. And so, Nicole, our legal expert here. We're both
1: legal experts, but fine. I want you to be the legal expert. Okay. So as a reminder, statute of limitations are laws that provide a maximum amount of time in which somebody must initiate a lawsuit. And so essentially this protects people from being liable for things in perpetuity. Forever, ever. Yep, exactly. And so, but typically, the more severe the crime, the longer the statute of limitations. So like, obviously, he was going through debt settlements. So mm-hmm. the statute of limitations may have been, for instance, five months. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a murder charge, the statute of limitations is far longer because the stakes are a bit higher.
0: Right, and this was over 75,000, right? Mm-hmm. So yep.
1: basically, he got off on a technicality. Mm-hmm. Okay. A thousand percent. So on the other side, so in 2013, the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas sues PK after he allegedly failed to pay back 3.6 million dollars worth of
0: gambling debt. Ouch! Not, <laughs> not inconsequential Can at I all. Say I'm noticing a pattern. The He likes to to gamble. From darts to the Bellagio. He likes to do a little gambling.
1: Right. And so leading up to the lawsuit, he apparently made a few payments equal to like around $875,000, but then filed for bankruptcy, as we just noted. And so, you know, that was in the UK. But supposedly, like when he filed for bankruptcy and won, in air quotes this case... All of his debt was wiped clean. Mm -hmm. However, the Bellagio contested this and basically said they were never notified and that the UK bankruptcy was invalid. And so PK ends up making a few more payments equal to about five hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, but with the interest still continuing to accrue, Mm -hmm. he still owed around two million. So in 2015, he reaches a settlement with the Bellagio where they work out a payment plan. And all of this was basically good and going well until he stopped making payments in 2018, which I can't imagine they loved when you owe millions of dollars. Right. And so Bellagio went back to court and a judge basically signed off on their request to seize some of PK's assets and collect on the debt which includes their Beverly Hills mansion that they had literally just put up for sale, which we'll talk about in a bit Mm -hmm. and some other assets that he has. And so in May, 2019, the parties finally settle out of court and the terms obviously are not publicly disclosed as we talk about a lot when it comes to settlements. But PK's lawyer said in quotes, the Bellagio is looking forward to having PK and Dorit at Bellagio soon. And PK and Dorit are looking forward to enjoying
0: all that the Bellagio has to offer. How sweet. That's wonderful. Also love that this is coming from PK's lawyer. I love that they could be friends again after. I think I'd believe it more if it was coming from the from Bellagio. Bellagio's lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. The Bellagio's like, fuck off. Yeah. We're not doing that again. again. We You're barely just got banned. our money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to see. There's probably his face plastered. If you see this man, yep. let us know. Like a the bodegas Alert. in New York where like the face is behind the thing. Exactly. It's like they're not allowed in here. He's definitely not allowed yeah. in the Bellagio. Yep. Okay, come on. So, aside from the bankruptcy, the lawsuits, the alleged gambling issues, he continues to do real estate and management for celebrities to this day, mm-hmm. right? He's trying to get back on Boy his George, feet, as we've talked about. Boy George. Yeah. And by celebrities, plural, we mean Boy George, mm-hmm, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, we, let's get into the personal. He was married to a woman. At a younger age, you know, Mm -hmm. another lifetime ago, he actually has three kids with this woman who we never hear about on the show, by the way. Literally, they've never mentioned that he has other children. Had no idea that he actually had other kids. Mm -mm. Um, But hey, that's none of our business, right? Maybe. I mean, I would like to make it my business. I would too, girl. It's a reality show. Come on. Um, So with him and his ex-wife now, you know, they all moved to America from London, but they actually go back. His fam- his wife and the kids go back to London. So maybe that's why maybe. we don't hear about them. I feel like I'd mention it every now and then. Be we like, also
1: like, don't even see pictures of them when they show pictures around the house in Real Housewives Beverly Hills. Right. The but IDK. hey, who cares?
0: Because he meets Dorit, mm-hmm. our housewife, right? In the spotlight. Yeah. And they begin a new blessed fairy tale. A blessed union. So let's bring them. Let's come together. We've talked about the Dorit. We've talked about the PK. Yep. So let's go back to the happy couple. Yeah. 2015, they get married in New York City, and then they move to LA. Mm-hmm.
1: I would challenge our listeners. I have a fun assignment. Go compare. Just Google their wedding pictures and compare those wedding pictures to how she looks now. And Ooh. please leave us comments, DMs, oh. emails, etc., about what differences you can spot.
0: Should I put my sunglasses? on when we on had for all those, this like shake? Scholastic
1: magazines where it was like circle what's different behind <laughs> between the pictures? There's the challenge. Oh, jeez. Okay.
0: All right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll text you later. All right, love that for you. So they have a son and daughter together. Mm-hmm. PK's number 4 and 5th child, but it, we don't talk about that. Um seems like they had the first child right before they got married. There was a baby in I'm the wedding pics
1: and not the, like listen, I don't, care. That. I don't care. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You we are progressive, but
0: dorit who tries
1: to make herself seem like the quintessential Wholesome. perfect woman who's like never stepped out of
0: any by tradition. her standards. Yes, by perfect. hers. I don't right. give a fuck. He's do perfect. you do. Yes, 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 yes. So 2016, this is what we want to get into because she joins The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, their seventh season. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really clear to
1: me how or why she got on. I feel like they were always... Quite vague about how PK got rich and how she was relevant to any society in Beverly Hills. You're not wrong.
0: I think they always said, oh, he's in real estate. Yeah. It's real estate. And then I'm like, then why is Boy George in the background? (laughs) I don't get it. He's not property. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) My guess is LVP. hashtag comeback lvp lisa vanderpump because she was just like she's like also kind of like british pop culture royalty Mm -hmm. and i think she's besties with boy george so if i had to guess because pk look i gotta hand it to him he's very good about hanging out with people who are powerful rich celebrities so i think because of his relationship with boy george i want to know how that started by the way I mean, he your net into... worth is your net worth. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's good, girl. Let's dropping that on some dropping some golden nuggets for you. Plus, at the time, I have to say, shout out to Brandy Glanville, who oh. apparently Are right, we shouting was, her out because people said that she, there was the Glanville effect where housewives were afraid to come and join the show because Glanville was just kind of like smearing everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, they were. I don't want to say desperate, but kind of desperate. So I mean, look. We don't know exactly how, but I think the point is that PK knew the right people. I think it's because of PK that Dorit ended up on the show. A thousand percent. She was a is fucking the point. nobody from my hometown. Is the point. Yes. Right. Whether it was through LVP, Boy George, or Brandy. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so the same year that she ends up on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they buy an 8,700 foot square foot mansion in Beverly Hills Quaint. for approximately $6.5 I would bet... Mm. That she bought that right before she joined the show because, you know, you need like a mansion to really qualify for like that tranche of reality TV. I do think so, especially Beverly Hills. All right, But I, I would also love to know where they lived before this. And mm-hmm, I had really mm-hmm. like Googled the fuck out of this shit and yeah. could not find anything. It didn't even exist. That's no. why we said
0: they're allegedly born. We don't even know if the that's robots. true. We don't even know. Um, she actually mentions during season 10 that the house was in her name and not PKs, which now keep that in mind, listeners, because why mention that? That seems like a weird fact. Imagine being a married couple on a show and I'm like, oh, by the way, this house, it's mine. Just it's mine. not, it's not PKs. It's mine. <laughs> You're like, what?
1: Yeah. It doesn't
0: make sense. And also, can I say another doesn't really make sense moment is they listed that same Beverly Hills mansion for sale almost for almost double the price 12.75 million dollars less than a year later by the way they haven't sold it either i think currently it's priced at seven and a half million or you can rent it for thirty thousand a month
1: i would love to know who the realtor was that was working with them that justified doubling the price when like there's no way they did that much work over the course of a year to make the value that much higher like what are you just saying because dorit and pk live there and now it's worth 12 million right it's
0: so it doesn't make no, the stuff just doesn't make sense. No, I
1: don't get it. It doesn't. So similar to Erica, who whose story also no longer makes sense. Mm-hmm. Dory always has a full glam team, glam team, and all, is like always wearing head, uh, head to toe like high end designers, like you said, always. right? She's always in all Louis Vuitton, all Gucci, logos. all Fendi. Like it's just
0: logos, low, logos, low vomit. logos. Oh my god.
1: And I actually... I, let me say this. I hate her and her what fake accent. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were going to say something nice because you're like, actually, I thought you were going to be like, she's a no. nice person. No, 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 I can't you stand her. her. I can't stand her. I hate her fa- fake accent, first of all. Mm-hmm. I think if she is claiming to have that accent from the hometown that we're from, then maybe I will pick that up too. So That's I'm a good point. You a I was going to ask
0: you if Connecticutans That's not how Do that call sounds. call you guys Connecticutans. Anyway, know, is that how know. people talk? No, nobody talks no that way. No one talks like that. Okay. But
1: also I just feel that... I did not really appreciate her raising her fucking voice to Garcelle in this past episode. And that really set me off. This is a moment for you. You Like you will run your mouth for 20 minutes at a time. Dory Dorito. And you Mm -hmm. had the nerve to shout at Garcelle, the Garcelle Mm Bovet. So Mm -hmm. you're actually on my hit list. Fuck you. Swap her out. Put PK in. He's kind of funny sometimes. Okay. That's it.
0: He actually is kind of funny. Do you feel better, my friend? No, I still hate her. Okay. Go ahead. We'll we'll, we'll work this through in therapy later. I have to say, too, one of her big opening storylines, and look, every housewife needs a good storyline, or else they're cut. But remember, okay, TBT. Was with Erica actually pretty ridiculous? Pantygate. Yeah, do you remember Pantygate? Because okay, let me set the setting for people who don't know. All the housewives have to get together. It's so contrived, but like Mm -hmm. I love it. So they all meet up for like lunch or dinner, whatever it is. And Erica at the time was wearing a short skirt. Apparently, she had no underwear Mm -hmm. because PK later tells Dorit, PK her husband, right, says uh, Erica was not wearing underwear. And instead of being like you creep, husband, why were you even looking? Right. She gets offended, and she then presumes that Erica did that to flash her husband. Because PK is such a looker. Right. Because everybody wants PK. But look, probably Erica's judgment is off. Because, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. the the, the two men, too. Because I was going to say, what are you going to say? She's a gold digger. What are you going to say that she's attracted to money? Because neither are true anymore. There's no money. There's no looks. It's all gone. There's nothing to be had, yeah. in my opinion. So anyway, I thought that was ridiculous, and I'm like, come on, girl. Like, Doree, you just seem. I hate the women who are not like they like. I'm a. They're the women that are like. I'm friends with men. I just can't get along with women. That's that. That was that moment for me where I was like, are you not friends with other women? I mean, clearly she didn't have much going on, right? She basically had to start other
1: stories for herself. So Mm -hmm. while she's on the show, like, I think in her second season on the show, she starts the Beverly Beach Swimline, which is in 2017. And so I love that episode because she basically unveils the swimline in this random store, but she had, like, garbage bags covering the window. So it was just, it was very tacky. Right. But, like... I guess the writing was on the wall, right? So she ends up having legal issues with Beverly Beach, which surprisingly does not become a big storyline for her. I was very surprised by that. And so for a little bit of scoop on that. So basically, there's this video that's made public after the season of a woman confronting Dory while she's filming with the housewives in the Bahamas, actually about money that she owes to a man named Ryan Horn, where the lady who confronts Dorit proceeds to call her, in quotes, a cheap bitch. (laughs) Okay. Okay. As she comes out of wherever she is in like full Louis Vuitton, but fine. Okay. So who's Ryan Horn, right? Yeah, who's this guy? So he's this guy who's claiming to be her business partner, who also happens to be suing her and PK for approximately two hundred five thousand dollars. Oh shit! And so he claims that he fronted this money to help start the line, specifically a hundred thirty thousand ish for like the merchandise and about seventy five thousand for other expenses. And so he's saying that even after she started making a profit on the swim line, which I Death that's already alleged yeah that's also alleged. there any profit everything we say is alleged <laughs> uh-huh. he said that after she started to make a profit she failed to repay the money that she owed to him plus he was also entitled to a portion of the profits as her partner and a one-third owner which we've talked about before in various episodes in terms of like you're, you own rights in the things. So you're supposed to get money back when money is made. Typically. Yes. Yeah, it's called equity. You would think so. It depends on their agreement, but mm-hmm. okay.
0: So he says he's a one-third owner.
1: Yep. And so she ends up countersuing and saying that he was just a vendor, so he wasn't owed any part of the ownership or the profits. But it's not really clear to me how him being a vendor would negate her Paying back the money that she owes him for helping start the lineup. Like the right. profits, fine, might be up in the air. Mm-hmm. But if he loaned you $130,000 to start the thing, like that mm-hmm. isn't him being Plus a vendor, doesn't high. change that.
0: Right. A loan is a loan. So maybe she's saying, that wasn't a loan. You just gifted me $205,000. Thank you, sir. Which I didn't see anywhere in like the information about the downer suit. I'm just saying, like, hey, maybe that's best case scenario mm-hmm. for her. And then she goes on to accuse him of costing her hundreds of thousands of dollars after he allegedly failed to deliver merchandise in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking petty for petty. I don't know. But the court ends up ordering them to mediation mm-hmm. aka work it out privately leave me alone and then we don't have to go to trial and fortunately early 2020 they reach a settlement which Dorit talks about on the show but unfortunately uh, once again we don't know the terms of the settlement T- settlements tend to be private people don't want to talk about it right she pretends she's okay with this on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode telling Kyle Richards another housewife we finally came to a resolution I think everyone's just like you know what let's just be done with it but both parties gave a little bit now it's finally over
1: i love that summary i'm sure she ended up paying him some money if not all of like what was due to him but i love her we were just over it we were just we were so busy we didn't have time for this shit again
0: i would think this would be a bigger storyline but she got out of this yeah not to be outdone by his wife our dear pk in 2019 was also sued by his former associate nikos kursis Mm -hmm. i have no idea if i'm pronouncing that right so i apologize ahead of time So apparently back in 2011, Nikos made a $1.2 million loan to PK, who never repaid it allegedly. Mm -hmm. Though Nikos did admit PK paid him back about $250,000, but he did say that's barely enough to cover the interest, sir. Which is probably right. Not in quotes, but that's, you know, that's my take on it. Apparently Nikos had been trying to get paid back for years, right? This is like what, 10 years? This is a long ass time, almost 10 years. He got fed up after seeing him, PK, and them, PK and Dorito on the show flaunting their wealth, even though he's not paying this guy back his money. PK's defense, he says he shouldn't have to pay it back because it was discharged in that 2012 bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. He says, go go away, creditors. Mm-hmm. I don't owe you this anymore. Unclear what happened, but I, I did read by some reports that Nico also wasn't listed as a creditor in the bankruptcy, right? And so just a reminder, you have to be listed as a creditor in the bankruptcy to get it dissolved. Mm-hmm. It, it's no just universal proclamation that anyone that I owe money to, I now don't owe money to. You have to... List them. They have to be put on notice and given a chance to say shit in court, essentially. Right? Yep. And essentially, the the judge is like, doesn't agree with PK because he agrees to Nico's request to force Dorit to submit financial records, including, this was the big hot goss, an account she had with $29,000 in it which I thought was actually, by the way, surprising considering how much he owed him, that this bank account with only 29000 was a big deal. But hey, maybe that's all they got.
1: I mean, when You need your monies, you need your money. Yeah. You'll take it from whatever. Yeah. He's I like, let me watch. see
0: those couch cushions, yeah. all right? I'm pretty sure there's some loose change in there. Shake the couch out. Why not? He And he also goes so far as to ask the judge to freeze it, mm-hmm. meaning that Dorit and PK can't... Att- uh, att- like touch it they can't yeah. touch it and the judge says yeah freeze it you cannot touch your own money
1: well so before that though pk and dorit actually tried to fight this and they argue that the debt was acquired by pk himself as an individual okay prior to their marriage and the thirty thousand dollars in that account was separate property of dorit's aka like money that she made before the marriage that was completely separate from pk's money and pk's debts mm-hmm. and so therefore they're claiming that nico shouldn't be able to touch it interesting Not a bad argument, right? Because there's definitely some legal validity to the claim that, like, what is separate property before the marriage cannot be treated as, like, joint
0: properties. Correct. So if it is true that that was solely Dorit's money from before the marriage Mm -hmm. and PK never added to it during the marriage... Nikos shouldn't be able to attach it right he shouldn't be able to attach it to his to claim it, but also to touch, touch it, it. yeah <laughs> I was like that doesn't make sense let me make it make sense unfortunately for the Kemsley's um, the judge again disagrees with them because he allows Nikos to seize that money right mm-hmm. it's like we say twenty nine thirty. it's like in between so about 29 and a half we don't have the details but likely I think the judge agreed to this because there must have been some evidence that PK contributed to that money or there was some commingling of assets or It could have even been a joint account because I know that at points Nikos was saying that PK was stashing money in her accounts. Yeah. Probably because he knows he has creditors coming after him. So he's probably putting things in her name, trying to make it seem like it's her property from before the marriage. Yep. Because again, if that's true, the creditors can't go after her. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Later that year, the case is dismissed and they settle out of court. I think they probably just paid up. I mean, there probably wasn't much of a choice.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it wasn't looking good. Yeah. So while all these lawsuits
1: are going on, in 2019, they buy an 8,900 square foot mansion for $6.4 million in Encino, which is slightly outside of Los Angeles. Slightly. And so, I was trying to be nice.
0: The valley. So it's six the... beds
1: and 10 bathrooms, because, you know. Modest. Better, what, like, what's a better time to buy a new house for them than their two in the middle children. of all of your lawsuits, but fine. Yeah. Spoiler alert, though, this house is not in Beverly Hills, As we said, so I'm not even
0: sure how she's still a real house type of Beverly Hills do all of them actually live in Beverly Hills because actually Kyle Richards house is not it's also in Encino but she still has a Beverly Hills house
1: she Like I does. know she moved Bel-Air. out of that after she was robbed in a crazy way so oh yeah that's
0: true that's remember true like they broke into her house yep. and she was like, I don't feel comfortable going back you're right you're right which is crazy because that's Bel Air that's even fancier than Beverly Hills right right that's like well that's real money money so
1: anyways, they buy this house, right? It doesn't last for long because they list it for sale the following year for $9.5 million. Again, a crazy increase for the fact that they had bought it for six point four, but fine. <laughs> it sits on the wild for a bit and they end up taking it off the market because they claim they couldn't find their dream house, in quotes, doubt it. So they end up relisting it in April of this year for just under $8 million, or you can also rent it for a casual and cool $75,000 a month.
0: In Encino, mm-hmm. no thank you. Mm-hmm. So, like, not LA. Definitely takes a little bit, a little bit over an hour to get it's out a there. Neighborhood, okay. It's not a bad neighborhood, but for seventy
1: five thousand a month, right? And so, remember, at the same time, they still have their Beverly Hills mansion, which they still haven't sold. But it's worth noting that the reason for selling the two mansions is because they now are working from home and need more space. Who is who is their PR team? Because I'm not buying it. If you have six bedrooms in a house, what more space do you need? Both mansions are over For 8,000 you and your two square toddlers. feet.
0: They're tiny children. Crazy. Ridiculous. And even if they were big adults. Ridiculous. Four people? 8,900 square feet?
1: Well, so as if all of this wasn't enough, earlier this year, there were actually some rumors that they were splitting and that PK was living in a friend's guest house. So Aww.
0: just everything feels a little shady right now. It's not looking good. And... Also, if those lawsuits and that personal drama wasn't enough, they've also found themselves in trouble with Uncle Sam. Uh Over the years, they've had multiple tax liens filed against them. Tax lien. A state or federal government's legal claim against your property when you neglect or fail to pay a tax debt. So basically, if you owe taxes and you fail to pay the taxes and then the irs or state government says hey you owe us money and you still fail mm-hmm. to pay back the money the government can then go after your property your assets they can garnish your wages mm-hmm. meaning that when your employer pays yeah, you, you they can yep. take that money first before you before even touch the to money yep. the government wants their money well so tell us what do they owe girl okay wait let me take a sip a little sippy sip Okay, there's a lot here. Are you ready? Go. This pair, man. 2015, PK has a $293,000 tax lien from the state of California. Mm -hmm. 2018, PK has a $289,000 tax lien from the federal government, a.k.a. the IRS, which scare me, by the way. Um, 2018, same year. Both PK and Dorit are named on a $635,000 tax lien from the IRS. And this year, 2021, Dorit, the Dorito, weighs in at $90,000 tax lien from the state of California for an approximate total of $1.3 million owed in tax liens for the state of California and the federal government, a.k.a. the IRS. Casual. I need a water. So it's unclear, I think, what
1: what taxes Dorit and PK are behind on, but all signs kind of point to it being income, given the mix of mostly federal liens. So like, obviously Mm -hmm. the federal government doesn't really care about state property taxes, Mm -hmm. but then they've also got the California lien. So I think it's from income, and that being said, I would bet that they'll argue or that they've tried to argue in front of the IRS, etc., California state government, that they were trying to minimize their liabilities, which we've talked about, right? And Mm -hmm. we'll talk about in the pop culture roundup for this week. Shout out to YouTube it's common right that people will try to withhold or keep as much money as they can until the end of the year when they can assess like okay what were my losses what were my gains and what's the actual amount that I have to pay Mm -hmm. but I I would bet that they overshot in like withholding that money and so they're now going to have to pay back you know all of this money that they actually do owe which is obviously in, in in the million range that's very kind
0: of you because I guess the alternative is they purposefully didn't scammers? report. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. That works too. Allegedly. Okay. Um mm. speaking of allegedly, the IRS is allegedly preparing to seize their assets if they don't pay up soon. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, these aren't the only properties. I mean, it came out in his bankruptcy proceedings that he had like other properties in Miami, he might own some property in the UK. I don't know. We don't know. But essentially the government can go, you're not going to pay us the money? We're going to take your stuff. And I think it's worth noting that all of these tax issues tie
1: into their house sales. We were just mentioning with the Beverly Hills House Good for point. dropping from $12 million and the Encino House dropping from the $9 million original sale price because the government is first in line to co- collect money from these sales to pay off their tax liens unless there's another creditor in line against that same asset. So for instance, if they had a bank that loaned them the money to buy the Encino House, that bank would be the first one to get any money back and then whatever is left over would go to the government. Right. So I think it's worth noting that like it's it's very convenient timing in my mind. And it's kind of hard to argue that you have all of this money as you're scrambling to pay off your house or to sell off your houses so you can pay back these tax liens. It's very
0: sus. I did. And I'm just going to add this. I did read one report. I don't know how reputable it is, but that apparently the Encino House might be owned by an LLC of Dorit's. And I feel like mm. that's to shield, mm-hmm. right? If she says that's a business, mm-hmm. maybe it's not owned by her; it's owned by the entity. It's just very kind of sketch. Uh, it's, it's—we don't really know, right? They're private in a way, mm-hmm. not private on the show. No. But when it comes to their finances, it kind of gives me Jen Shaw vibes, where she's like, uh, "Just crunch numbers and the algorithms." <laughs> and the, and you're like, "How do you make money?" And she's like, "You know, the marketing with the numbers." Wizard of Oz, and you're like, "What?" I yeah. don't. It's still not making sense. Right. Okay, so where
1: are we now? What's going on? So according to recent reports, the $1.3 million in tax liens remain unpaid, fully unpaid as of the summer. Shocking. Um, hopefully they weren't getting any legal services or advice from Tom G because clearly <laughs> things are not panning out so well right now. Yeah. Not good. Not good. But fear not because allegedly, that's a very strong allegedly,
0: they have a net worth of $50 million. Who are they paying to say this? Probably well, no. Actually, never mind. Stupid. They can't afford to pay anybody to say that. <laughs> and, and hey, people. Don't worry, because PK is still working away. He'll be producing a movie biopic about his boy, Boy George, called Karma Chameleon. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out, folks, because they're casting for that. So if you think you fit the mold of Boy George, give him a call. Yeah. And oh, then... That sounds like a horrible movie. Can't even, I don't even... Okay. I just
1: i just am disappointed that's even happening. Sorry. We should watch it together. I didn't even have a quip. I was so no, annoyed. I
0: thought you were about to say something. No, and It's um, just exhaustion over I, there. Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. Last year... Your Dorito has Not a big announcement. Dorito.
1: Not your Dorito? No. Go on. So she announces her bridal collection called Nectaria, um, which is an Australian-based couture bridal line. So if you are in the market for a $35,000 and or up wedding gown, do
0: you know where to go? Okay. I, so quick side note, because on the on the show, if you watch it, she makes it seem like it's like her own bridal line. Like it's all her. This is an established... No. She did Bridal a collab, company. And
1: she did a collab with them.
0: I need to make sure people know. The worst part
1: is that after, I guess, there have now been reports that the dress that she wears to the reunion, pearls were falling off over yeah. the course of the day. So, like, you are a terrible salesperson. Your collab's not, it's just not the jam for me.
0: Right. It's like fake. Yeah. It's the cubic zirconian of the diamonds. Yeah. Is that what you're
1: telling me? I think so. And so, relatedly, right, we've got the reunion going on right now. we just finished part one. Part two is coming out this week, mm-hmm. and there's two more after that. So, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot that we're getting into with Dorit, and I really, really, really right. am hoping that Andy asks her some questions about these tax issues so that we can get a little bit more I inside hope he does, scoop. Because
0: Erica Jane, I think, is going to steal a lot of the limelight, but I think he also she needs can't to look take at three Dorit. episodes. So we have to get hope into not. other people's shit. We got to get into the Dorits
1: of it all. All right. So, what's your unprofessional advice here? Jesus Christ, just pay your freaking
0: taxes. I don't know if that's unprofessional. Do I need to say... <laughs> I
1: don't know. I <laughs> I'm that's so actually flab- quite professional.
0: I mean, it's unsolicited advice. Look, you don't want to... Pay- Look, you don't want to pay taxes? Don't make any money. How mm-hmm. about that? Mm-hmm. Don't make money. So you probably can't be on The Real Housewives. Pay your freaking taxes. Yeah. I mean, some of them pay their taxes. I don't know. Everyone's getting sued. Who knows? Who knows what's real anymore? I did not even know. I know. I'm sorry, my friend. What's your unsolicited advice? I would say... My own
1: professional advice would be for Andy Cohen. Take Dorit off the show and put PK in. He's clearly funnier. And mm. he's got a much shadier past, which I'm really ready for some insight on.
0: Yeah, he really has some one-liners. I will say he's more clever. He's funny. And he's funny because of it. He's right? funny. All right. Are we ready? Let's do it. For the new segment of season two. Q&A. Let's Q&A it up. Q&A for all of our judges. In the vein of The Real Housewives. Yep. We got to stick... We're sticking to a theme Mm -hmm. today. Stay consistent, my friend. We were asked, should Sutton be worried about getting subpoenaed?
1: Mm -hmm. Which is great timing, right? For us talking about Dorit and the reunion happening right now.
0: And once again, if you are not watching Real Housewives, Sutton is another housewife on this show who went strack toe to toe with Erica Jane about her legal issues. Mm -hmm. Sutton was like one of the very few housewives who actually questioned Erica Jane because most people talk a big talk when Erica's not around, and Erica comes into the room and then they go,
1: "Oh, Erica, I love you. You look great." And Sutton's got money, money.
0: She's got money, 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 money. Sutton's like, y'all bitches are hilarious. I think her
1: ex-husband ran a hedge fund. She gets a couple hundred thousand dollars. Per month, mm-hmm. per month mm-hmm.
0: in alimony. And mm-hmm. so, like, she's nothing to be afraid of. She's set. She does not have to fear. So there's this dinner party. Mm-hmm. She asks Erica the hard-hitting questions that we all want to know the answers to. Mm-hmm. Like, did you know that your ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband was a scam artist? Right. Right. And Erica gets offended. So at that dinner party, Erica starts to kind of threaten her, Mm -hmm. right? I I think it's going to come out in one of the reunion parters that Andy probes to see what Erica apparently whispered to her that made Sutton very scared about a potential lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So again, a listener asked us, and so I'm going to ask you to give me your thoughts first. Do you think Sutton should be worried about getting subpoenaed? Well, so I think it's worth, like, just a little reminder, right? A subpoena is a court
1: order requiring a person to attend court and either be deposed or testify or provide documents or evidence about an issue. Mm -hmm. And so if you fail to respond to a subpoena, this is just an FYI for all our listeners, if you should ever be subpoenaed, if you fail to respond to it, the court can actually punish you And usually that's with monetary sanctions, but in really extreme cases, it could be jail time. And so you can really only get out of a subpoena by filing a motion with the court to quash it or basically get rid of it. Legal term. Yes. I know it sounds like we made it up, but it's called quashing, which means smush. To get rid of it. Yes, that's (laughs) the legal term for it. Um, And so you and you also have to have a really good reason to basically get the court to agree to this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So all of that being said, um, what do you think, girl? Do you think she should be worried? do i think she should be worried i don't know but is it a possibility that she could be subpoenaed a thousand percent like at the end of the day right she's now been on real housewives of beverly hills with erica for i guess what two full seasons yeah this is sutton's second and so somebody like a, a defense attorney somebody who's suing erica or sorry a prosecutor who's suing Erica or suing the estate, whatever the case is, could find that Sutton has spent enough time around her to know some really intimate details about how Tom got his money or how Erica was paying for things or even this season, right? Like how she's been paying for the glam team and things like that, because this whole season has been post Tom Girardi divorce or divorce filing. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I think there's a possibility that Sutton could be subpoenaed. So if I'm her, I would also be like, girl, I'm not just about to be hanging out with you Mm -hmm.
0: if there's a case against you for $50 million right now. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't disagree with you. I think it's interesting because I do want to just note for our listeners, there's a difference between being subpoenaed for an ongoing lawsuit and then just being sued outright because the way that Erica in that dinner scene made it seem is like I'm thinking is she trying to threaten something that like Tom will go after her for talking about Tom which would be a separate lawsuit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if you're worried about something getting sued I don't personally think that there's anything that Sutton said because she was asking questions mm-hmm. about Tom mm-hmm. I don't think Tom could go after her for asking questions about his health or his dealings that's one thing but to this specific question subpoenaed in the ongoing court case against tom and possibly erica you're right i do Mm -hmm. agree because what the the prosecution or any other plaintiff right because the plaintiffs on behalf of the alleged victims Mm -hmm. as erica said i just want to clarify erica said alleged we never said alleged as erica said in part one of the reunion she Mm -hmm. said alleged victims which is a really shitty use of the word alleged they are victims she might know something Sutton. and and we were talking about this earlier bravo Andy Cohen is going to be subpoenaed. As of last week, Bravo was subpoenaed for unaired footage of Erica. Right. Which goes into the discovery process of litigation because discovery is all about finding out, discovering things. Mm -hmm. You want to find out as much as possible. So there are rumors floating that Bravo has been in quotes protecting Erica Mm -hmm. because she's a cash cow for them. Let's be real. This storyline is upping their ratings. It's going to be upping the money that they're getting for this season. Mm -hmm. And so they want to keep the Erica stuff online just like teresa and joe when their tax right. issues came to fruition right. on real housewives of new jersey it, it makes for good tv mm-hmm. so i think it could be in bravo's best interest it could be i'm not saying that they did this is alleged um to protect erica from any incriminating statements she may have made in a confessional do you know they get recorded so much sorry to break it to you people what you see on reality shows is not always reality. They ask questions. The producers are goading them into giving answers to things.
1: And as an FYI, so the attorney who subpoenaed Bravo was actually somebody who previously worked with Tom. And so he's now the attorney who has filed a lawsuit against Erica and Tom for embezzling money from the Lion Air victims. And so to your point he thinks that they have information that will be helpful in their efforts to recover any stolen money. And I mean, he takes a couple shots. He's a little bit petty. He basically talks about how the victims are forced to watch her indulgent behavior on the show. And in quotes, she eats caviar pie and drinks specially made vodka served by white glove staff while these people are missing millions, which I don't do mean disagree with. Not right. I see that no lies may or may not happen on the show. But to your general point, right, it's if If the network, if Bravo and Andy can be subpoenaed, I think it's very fair for for Sutton to have a concern that she could be as
0: well. And look, the concern is she's not she's not necessarily liable for anything. For sure. She just mm-hmm. has to be in an uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. which is has Erica ever talked about XYZ for Tom, right? Mm-hmm. They just wanna know. What do you know? Yeah. And maybe that's scary though. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I, I wouldn't want to be subpoenaed. I was gonna say, we're lawyers. Pass. I don't want to go to court. Hard to ask. You know, that's not fun. It's yeah, scary. It's a scary thing. But All we'll right. keep watching. I mean, let's see what the let's see what we see
1: over the course of the reunions. We'll see what comes out afterwards, because obviously these cases are very much so still ongoing. But long story short, we both think that Sutton's got good reason to be concerned. Yep. Watch out, Sutton. All right. So now, right, we're moving to some, we're moving into some exclusive (laughs) hot (laughs) content for our patrons. What's up, patrons? Um, If you have not already joined us on Patreon, please meet us there. We have some fun stuff. We've got the link to our Patreon
0: and our Instagram and our Twitter, really everywhere. We've got some fun extras. So meet us there. We're about to talk about... Some really scintillating stuff. Juicy and you're stuff. not going to hear it unless you sign up. Yeah. So bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this
1: week's episode of Legally Judgy. Please tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell people that you know who have not paid their taxes. I'm, I hope you don't know too many of those, but if you do. Especially
0: them, tell them to sign up for our Patreon because <laughs> they need for the low price advice. of $2 a month. <laughs> Since they're not paying taxes anyways. <laughs> they can hear an uncut episode. Right. Um. I think that's it, right? yeah thanks for tuning in to today's episode of legally judgy we hope you enjoyed listening to us talk as much as we love the sound of our own voices if you did please subscribe rate and leave us a review
1: also join us on our patreon for more judgy shits and giggles until next time bye